drivers, start your engines! It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio on the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southie filling in for the vacationing. WB, he is not in this week, but he'll be back next week. So I am here in the captain's chair bringing you this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. We've got another jam-packed program coming up for you this week. But the big news, this is huge news from the world of NASCAR. That's right. The Cup Series, Xfinity, and Truck Series will all be returning beginning on Sunday, May 17th, as the Cup Series will return to Darlington, and then the following week will be at Charlotte Motor Speedway as the NASCAR Cup Series season will continue. So much going on. Of course, Ryan Newman will be returning to the number six car as he's been medically cleared to race again. And then also Matt Kenseth will be in the number 42 car that uh, race weekend at Darlington on the 17th of May, which is a Sunday. So I got to tell you, I am excited. I am ready for NASCAR Cup Series racing to be returning to Darlington in a couple of weekends and then Charlotte Motor Speedway the following weekend. And if you need all the information about the schedules, times, all that kind of stuff, because we'll be doing trucks, Xfinity, and Cup Series all at Darlington and at Charlotte at the Charlotte Motor Speedway over the next few weeks. So for all the details about the scheduling, all of that, just head on over to NASCAR.com and get all the details and all the latest news that is going to be going on in the world of NASCAR. And I got to tell you, I think everybody is ready for some kind of live sporting event to go on and really excited that the NASCAR Cup Series will be returning. And of course, no fans will be in the stands for the Darlington races for the Cup, Xfinity, and Truck Series. And I'm sure probably the same will be said for Charlotte Motor Speedway. So very hyped, very excited. I mean, the iRacing thing has been great over the last few weeks. It's given us an opportunity to at least get some kind of a sporting event that we don't know the outcome of because all on every sports network, you're seeing replays of old baseball games, old basketball games, old. but we do have a very exciting show coming up for you today. We're going to be speaking here in just a matter of moments with uh, NHRA driver J.R. Todd. And also from the world of NHRA, they've announced that they're going to be resuming their season in August. So I'm going to be speaking with J.R. Todd and get his thoughts about getting back into the uh, funny car that he, he rides in in the NHRA series about returning to racing uh, in August. Also, we'll be speaking with Lenny Batiki, the host of PRN at the track. A lot of the short track drivers and a lot of short tracks are um, kicking off their seasons. They've been resuming races. So we had racing this past weekend. We'll have more races coming up in the world of short tracks. So Lenny Patiki will keep us up to date on all what's going on in the world of short track news. And speaking of short track drivers, we're all going to be uh, also going to be joined by Blaze Crawford from Fayetteville, Georgia. He was back and testing at Atlanta Motor Speedway. He's preparing for Thursday Night Thunder, which hopefully will be kicking off here in the summer. And uh, more details about that 
at Atlanta Motor Speedway as far as all the information about Thursday Night Thunder and Friday Night Drags, which hopefully will be returning on schedule. Who knows uh, exactly what's going to happen there at AtlantaMotorSpeedway.com. We'll have all the information on that. So another you know, jam-packed show. Don't forget that you can follow the show on Twitter at SRW Radio. You can follow your host of the program anytime on Twitter as well. For the WB, you can follow him at WB Radio Network. For yours truly, you can follow me at Alfie underscore 19. And you can follow and like our Facebook page, which is uh, Facebook.com slash Southern Race Week. And then also don't forget about the Southern Race Week podcast. That's right. We are now podcasting the show. So if you missed any of the program from this past weekend, you can check it all out. And also a lot of, and also our other previous episodes of the 2020 season, all of those are available for you as well at the Southern Race Week podcast, which is available on iTunes, uh, Spotify, as well as SoundCloud. So just go to those respective sites, put in the search and type in Southern Race Week, and you'll be able to catch up with all our podcasts as well. And while you're there, subscribe follow like it so that way you're notified every time that we do pop up a new podcast this is natalie decker driver for nice motorsports and you're listening to southern race week all right welcome back to this week's edition of southern race week radio along the far-flung southern race week radio network it's alfie filling in for vacationing wb as we bring you yet again another brand new week's edition of southern race week radio as we continue our um you know social distancing shows as we're continuing to, to deal with the COVID-19 situation, but looks like things are opening up. We'll have NASCAR here in a, a few weeks, which is awesome. But hopefully in August, we will return to NHRA racing. And we are very honored and privileged to head on the Food Depot Zoom video line as we welcome in from a, a funny car driver in the NHRA. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. J.R. <laughs> That, that that might be one of the best intros I've had in a long time right there, man. Thanks, well, listen, uh, thanks for have, having me on doing me up like that. Hey, when we have big deal guests on, we want to give them a big deal introduction, Mr. Todd. So uh, thank you so much for taking time out of the day to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. So let's get into it. Before we talk about the racing coming up and your career and what's been going on, how have you been keeping yourself um, occupied during this crazy, crazy quarantine world that we are in right now? Well, before all this uh, crazy quarantine took place, I'd been kicking around the idea of uh, getting a, an iRacing sim rig, which that's currently what I'm sitting in right now. I become buddies with uh, Chad Wheeler at WR1 Sims, and uh, it was just, you know, I talked with him back and forth, going back to probably uh, this, this past winter. And then uh, when the lockdown finally took place, like, man, I need to uh, get one of these right away. So I've I've been spending the last month uh, trying to hone my uh, my skills of turning left and turning right and things like that. Things that are a little different than uh, going in a straight line at 330 plus miles an hour. But no, it's uh, it's been fun, and you know you get to see uh, a lot of different other racers on here that you're buddies with and uh, trying to uh, try and learn from them. But between that and and uh, I got some workout equipment here, uh, just trying to stay in shape and binge Netflix shows. That's uh, that's about it here lately. So, what are your thoughts on Joe Exotic? <laughs> I uh, I would have watched Joe Exotic twice, man. But uh, <laughs> my my thoughts are that uh, I think Carol Baskin is definitely uh, she she might be guilty. 
<laughs> that, that is your uh, investigative prowess after watching the documentary. You are full on thinking she's uh, responsible. So we'll, we'll put you on the record for that. So once it all comes down, because I know they reopened that case again. So if you're if you're correct, hey, that's another um, another check on the on the uh, list that you've accomplished. You've you've solved the mystery. So that's uh, that's some good stuff there. Um, looking through your bio, I also see that a bowling is uh, one of your interests. How good of a bowler are you? It started like when I was early on in high school. I grew up down the street from a bowling alley, so kind of took that up as well, just to uh, pass the time as a, as a kid. And you know, when we're out on the road, or at least we used to. Uh, a few of us would get together and, uh, you know, $5 a, a game, throwing a, a big pot and, and have a few beers and just uh, just have fun away from the track. So, I mean, I can I can shoot around 200 pretty regularly. So, I mean, not terrible, I guess, but it's got to be a, a pretty decent house shot for me to uh, to roll pretty good. But that's been another downer, this whole, uh, you know, coronavirus deal is, you know, we were getting together every uh, Tuesday night, a bunch of uh, drivers and crew guys and what have you, and just, uh, you know, Good, uh, good camaraderie to uh, go bowl and uh, talk smack to one another. Well, that's a lot better than my highest game. My highest game was 80, uh, 88, I think. So uh, you, you've, you've got me there. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of the drivers that have interviewed, short track drivers, NHRA, NASCAR drivers, one of the weirdest things that I've had to deal with is to travel. Obviously, you guys travel most throughout the year, going from you know, city to city during the tour. So for you guys not traveling right now, which is something that you're usually used to doing, how weird and how much of an adjustment is it for you guys, for you especially, not to be out on the road traveling, seeing your fans and competing with all your, you know, your other uh, competitors out there? Man, I mean, since I started racing when I was 10 years old, it seems like that's been my life is traveling, you know, living, a, living out of a suitcase. And it's weird because as much as we travel, you know, throughout the season, we're gone pretty much, you know, February to uh, to November racing. So when I'm home, I like to just chill. And now, like, I've been chilling way too much. Like, I'm sick of chilling. I can't wait to get out of go, – go stay in a hotel, do whatever, man. It's just uh, – it's tough. It, it definitely takes uh, some adjustment to, uh, to find things to do around the house and not drive yourself nuts. But uh, – we know eventually we're going to go back racing and then uh, once it's going to be, you know, 15 or 16 or a dozen, however many races uh, in a row, it's like you better not complain about being gone away from home and, uh, and, and sitting on the couch and things like that or missing your bed because you're, you've been wanting this for, you know, two or three months now. But, yeah, it's weird because, you know, our off season is usually, you know, two months. Like this is kind of like a, a second off season. I mean, once we go back racing, that'll uh, – be the longest that any of us have ever been out of the car and I don't know how long. So that's going to be a, another adjustment for you, just shaking the rust off and get back in the groove of things. Speaking with NHRA driver J.R. Todd here on a Southern Race Week Radio, and uh, you just mentioned you got started at the age of 10. And uh, so tell me what got you interested. And it's always crazy to me to get into NHRA. I understand, you know, some NASCAR drivers start go-karting, they'll do the, the bandoleros and then get into a, uh, a car, which is, you know, kind of the same thing as a sprint car or, 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 um, or, uh, you know, a, a, um, a cart, but to get into right. NHRA, what, how did, how did that path go for you to get into NHRA? Cause that seems such a, such an extreme sport. It, I, I don't know. It seems it would be difficult to get into something like that because it is so dangerous. Yeah. I mean, it is, but it isn't difficult to get it involved in, uh, you know, in a trade drag racing me, but my path was kind of 
not the the norm. I mean, my dad raced flat track motorcycles. For anybody who's not familiar with that, I mean, raced 750 Harleys on a half mile and mile dirt tracks going, you know, 130, 140 miles an hour, then throwing it sideways in the corners. And that's just something that my mom was not really a, a big fan of and never really allowed me to to go that path. And, you know, from the time I was three years old, you know, I had a little three-wheeler and then a four-wheeler that, uh, you know, uh, XR80 dirt bike. And those things just pretty much sat in the garage and collected dust more than they got ridden just because they were too afraid to let me ride those and break bones or, or things like that. You know, my dad, he had a lot of injuries, you know, in his racing career. And they, they didn't want to see me get hurt like that. So the, the construction company that he worked for at the time, you know, they had a car they took to the local track, which was uh, about 10, 15 minutes from my hometown. So I was pretty lucky to grow up uh, close to a drag strip, uh, Edgewater, right outside of Cincinnati, Ohio. And NHRA came out with the Junior Drag Racing League in, uh, at the end of 1992. And there happened to be a chassis boater there in my hometown who started building cars. And next thing you know, I got a junior dragster. And, and, uh, and we're going drag racing and just kind of evolved from there and, you know, met some people along the way. And uh, once I turned 16, you know, kids, uh, you're itching to get your driver's license. So in order to move up out of junior dragsters, you got to have a, you know, a driver's license. So uh, once I was able to obtain that, got a, uh, what's called a, a super comp dragster. It's, uh, you know, a little bigger than a junior dragster. You're going from something that runs 70 miles an hour and an eighth mile to something that runs 165 miles an hour and a quarter mile so that was a, a pretty big jump for me but uh the, the next step there is like you want to go even faster and, and before you know it I'm 18 years old and, and graduating high school and get my license and a, and a top field dragster so just I mean I feel like I was lucky enough to uh, to meet the right people along the way and uh it was more about timing more than anything and just taking advantage of those situations and it, it wasn't a smooth sailing once I got into that top fuel car. I mean, I thought, you know, I'm 18 years old. I'm going to do this the rest of my life. And, you know, that was back in, uh, in 2000. So from 2000 to uh, the end of 2005, I really didn't drive anything just because of sponsorship going away. The, the, the car that I drove, that guy shot, burned to the ground. And uh, it was kind of a, you know, it, it humbled me as a, a person, but then I became a crew member on a, on a team and just uh, that, that, you know, it gave me a, a lot of respect for uh, for the guys working on the car that I drive now. I mean, there's a, a lot of behind the scenes work that goes into it. And uh, it also made me a better driver because I understand uh, how these things work now. To where when I was a punk kid, I knew it was getting there and, and hit the gas. And if it's got, a you know, the rods hanging out of it, I wouldn't know any different. But uh, but now I know, like, when I hear something or feel something, like, I have a general idea of uh, what's going on. Now, the latest NHRA news that we've heard is that you guys possibly could go back to racing in August. That's the, the general thing we're looking at right now. So as we get closer to that date, what do you do? I mean, it's, I guess it's tough to prepare. Will you, have, will you guys have an opportunity to do any kind of practicing? Or, or, or how will you guys get – how you personally will get prepared when you do return in August? Yeah, that's the bad thing because, uh, like I said, this this downtime, once we get back racing, that'll be longer than our off-season to where, you know, when we have an off-season, the guys are back at the shop getting the parts already and preparing, which they've had more than enough time to uh, to do that now. I mean, we were ready to go compete in uh, in Gainesville, Florida when, uh, when this all first went down. So, you know, but to back up before our, our first race of the year, we have a, a preseason test session where we'll go test for three or four days and, and make some runs and 
you know, kind of get in the groove of things and shake the rust off to where now, I mean, I don't know, maybe we'll go test a, a day or two before the first race or we might just go straight into it. So myself as a driver, I mean, basically the only thing I can do to prepare myself is uh, go to the gym. I mean, I'm, I'm fortunate to uh, the, the gym that I work out with at here in uh, Indianapolis, it's geared towards racers. So we do a lot of uh, reaction time work there that I feel like kind of gives me an advantage over some of the, uh, the other drivers in our sport. But uh, that's basically the only thing I can do is try and stay in shape and uh, work on my reaction times. And when we get to call to go, be, uh, be ready to go. And how fired up and excited are you to at least know that you guys have at least a date that you know you'll be returning? Um, MLB still doesn't have an idea of when they're going to get started. They said maybe July. So there's still a lot of uh, professional sports, the NBA, hockey, that are still up in the air as far as when they're going to get started. Um, as far as you knowing that you, you have a day coming up and you, hopefully things continue as they are and you guys can start in August, how excited are you for you to not only just to get back in the car, but I guess the camaraderie of being with your teammates and, and the other drivers that you might be friendly with. So as far as being able to assemble and, and be around other people, because for a lot of us, you know, we haven't been able to see people, you know, maybe through Zoom or through FaceTime and, you know, not being able to see people physically. How excited are you for that opportunity to be back amongst other people and have that camaraderie? Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. That's uh, that's what I miss because, you know, your drag racing family is, is somebody that you probably see more than your actual family. You know, it's just uh, guys that you get used to seeing and uh, and hanging around. You get a, a routine going that it kind of gets stopped and, and taken away from you. But, I mean, it's kind of bittersweet knowing that we're going in August. I mean, hopefully that's the, the tentative play. I mean, nothing's certain at, at this time, you know. We're so centered around, uh, you know, having fans to perform in front of. That's uh, that's what our sport thrives on. So that's that's the plan that hopefully we can go race in front of a crowd of people in in August. But you know, our plan once the Gainesville event got postponed was we were hoping to uh, pick back up in June. So then when you hear that that that's not going to happen and it's not going to be till August, it's like man, this uh, this time off is killing me. But luckily, I think in the meantime, you know things are going to start opening up like, uh, like the gym that uh, I go to. I mean, it's a, it's a private gym. So I have a feeling that before long we'll be able to, uh, to go back and, and train there and what have you and, and other forms of racing or getting back on track without fans. So at least you have something to, uh, to watch, you know, like I'm a, I'm a big world of outlaw sprint car fan and they're racing in, uh, in Knoxville, Iowa this, this Friday. So I'll be, uh, posted up on my couch watching dirt vision for sure. Uh, rooting for some of my buddies in that. So, I mean, there's definitely light at the end of the tunnel. It's just a matter of being patient and uh, just waiting it out. Now, uh, JR, of our listeners want to follow you on social media, keep up with what's going on with you and your team and everything. We're going to go to the, to find out what's going on with you and keep up with what's going on with you. Yeah, I mean, usually if you just type in my name on all the, the major platforms, you'll find me at uh, Twitter. It's JRTodd373. I think my Instagram is J underscore R underscore Todd, which that kind of gets confusing to people. But like I said, you just, uh, you type in my name and you, you see the blue check mark nine times out of 10. That's, that's me. So I'm a, I've been trying to stay active on there during this time because I mean, that's our biggest thing. Like I said, our, our sport is so fan friendly and engaged with the fans that, you know, since we're away from them, just trying to stay active on social media, whether it's doing Q and A's or, virtual autographs, you know, things like that, just uh, whatever we can to uh, keep the fans happy and keep our sponsors happy uh, more than anything. 
Well, JR, look, I'm looking forward to seeing you out there in NHRA when we get started in August. So just looking forward to seeing you out there. Good luck when you guys get going. And uh, hopefully we'll have you back on the show sometime soon to keep up with your progress and uh, hopefully get yourself a couple of wins this season. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, look forward to uh, seeing everybody back at the track here soon. And uh, more than anything, just uh, stay safe until then, for sure. Hey, this is Dennis Fickmeyer, president of Richmond International Raceway, and you are listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio on the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southie filling in for the vacation WB as we bring you yet again another brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio as the world seems to be opening up just a little bit. And uh, as we say, we got to crawl before we can run. And the short track world is definitely one of the worlds that have been opening up just a little bit. We'll have Blaze Crawford coming up next year on the program, and he's been testing down at AMS. And JoJo Wilkinson, who was on the show last week, told us she's going to be out there testing this week as well. And the World of Outlaws is going to be getting on. We got a lot of events that took place over the last weekend. And to bring us up to date on what's going on in the world of short track news, we head on over to the Food Depot Zoom hotline and welcome in the host of PRN at the track as he's checking in from Charlotte. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Lenny Batiki. Good to uh, be here. How about my Georgia Karting Center shirt? I'm rocking it. I know you're rocking the shirt today, pal. Uh, we're, we're so glad to have you on the show this week. We obviously haven't had a lot of short track news to bring since the world's been kind of shut down here over the last month or so, but surely a little bit's been opening up here in Georgia. We've been opening up a little bit. Other states have been opening up just a little bit and short track has returned. Um, we're really excited for some of the events that are coming up and even some events that have already taken place here over the last weekend. So Lenny, um, real quick, let's uh, and let's uh, update the listeners on what events have been taking place and what drivers have been uh, making some news as far as uh, from your world. Uh, it's been all about Georgia drivers uh, last weekend in the late model world. Started out Thursday of last week when Ray Cook opened the track just over the border in Brasstown, North Carolina, and the Georgia Bulldog Shane Clanton took the win there. Then they went down to some other tracks, Cherokee and uh, Lancaster in South Carolina, and it was big, sexy Brandon Overton. He took those wins, and then Donald McIntosh got the win over at Boyd's. So four super late model runs for dirt cars last weekend, all won by Peach State drivers. Now this weekend, we got all kinds of racing happening as well. Georgia's going to have uh, races up north, down south, east, west. It's going to be a time to get out and see some of them. Really excited for the short track world to start opening up here and uh, just, just see some great racing. I know these short track drivers have been itching just as much as the NASCAR guys, NHRA, and other drivers who are um, still not racing right now, although NASCAR will be kicking off here in a, a few weeks. I know a lot of these drivers are itching to get back behind the wheel. Um, one of the big events that are coming up, World of Outlaws, is going to be racing as well. We've heard about that. And uh, what are your thoughts on the upcoming World of Outlaws event we got coming up? Well, I think it's, uh, it's exciting to see both the uh, winged World of Outlaws as well as the uh, super late models for the World of Outlaws going to I-55 Ken Schrader's track in St. Louis in a week or so. So that'll be good to get the big guys out. But I got, you know, my heart's up at Hartwell Speedway. They're running this weekend. It's going to be one of those non-fan events there. Sonoa has the race, or Sonoya, or Sonoy, however you pronounce it. I know it's always different. But uh, West Georgia Speedway has races this weekend. Need more. The guys from uh, Shane Reiner coming over from uh, Augusta. 
to that event. So you've got four different things happening, even though most of them are very, very limited fan or no fan events. And then right across the uh, state line up in South Carolina, Anderson's on hold, but Greenville Pickens Speedway will be having a practice on Saturday for the pavement cars. And then next week, Friday and Saturday, they're going to have races and you can watch them if you drive there in your car. You're one of the few that gets a parking spot on the hill and keep that social distance. So the racing is starting to come back. At least the teams get to do it. And there's great pay-per-views to be able to watch it at home from as well. Speaking with Lenny Patiki here, host of PRN at the track here on a Summary Streak Radio as we're discussing the world of short tracks as things are starting to open up a little bit. Now, Lenny, you've been visiting some of these tracks. You've had an opportunity to speak to drivers, crew members, promoters, um, owners of these tracks. As far as their thoughts of getting back to the swing of things, um, any concerns or, or do you see any of the drivers having concerns or, or are they just excited to get back to work? Very mindful of uh, social distancing. Even though they love being around each other, you could see that folks were trying to stay a little separated, keep themselves separated, but they were just joyful to be back. And I drove back. I, I went to a track about an hour and a half, two hours away, and about halfway home, I'm thinking, why am I so happy here? It was just the joy of going back to a racetrack and hearing those cars slinging it. It was really fun to be back with, you know, friends at the racetrack. And I think that's what we all miss. We are a community. We're a family in grassroots racing. And uh, certainly can't wait to, uh, you know, see more of us back together again. Now, some series are starting to open up. Some are still on hold. As far as some of the series that might be getting started up here soon, do you, have you heard anything about some other series that could be potentially starting up here soon? You know, I think one of the uh, things that all of us need to do is watch social media and, and Twitter and Facebook seem to be it because these things open and close and open and change and shift around right now. Ordinances, there's, there's a lot of hope that folks can open in different places and different series, but they're taking it slowly. They're really trying to be cognizant of the CDC regulations on social distancing. And until they get all that in place, you hear rumors, but I, I'm just telling fans, it, whatever you like, whether it's pavement, go-karting, or dirt car racing, take your time and get out there on the internet and follow them in as many places as you can. And right before you get in the car to go see an event, double check one more time. Everybody wants to go racing. We just have to do it healthy and safe. Uh, Speed 51 has been doing this really cool thing. They've been doing this uh, short track racing draft that I've been watching here over the last uh, few days. I'm sure you've had an opportunity to check out some of the drivers they've selected in this uh, Speed 51 draft. Uh, of the drivers that you've seen selected, um, what are some of the top guys that you really are, um, you know, happy to see on that list or maybe drivers that might be to you a little higher on that list? Well, the way they did it uh, with uh, 25 and under uh, opened it up for a lot of great drivers that are already well secured in their series. Stephen Nassie, Bobby Pierce Jr., the list goes on and on. I threw them a curve, and they, they had me on uh, 51 to uh, chat about it. I picked all 19-year-olds and under because I believe that they're still forming their racing career. And if I was going to draft somebody, I would draft them. The drivers that uh, are 20 and over, you'd almost have to trade for because they're established on another team. So I took uh, driver Buddy Kafoy, who uh, was a real threat out at the Chili Bowl. He's got Keith Coons midget power. He's part of the Toyota team. And Haley Diggin, they were my one-two because Haley has been such a surprise. I can't wait for her to start showing up more and more in the ARCA races and eventually in the truck races. 
And the biggest thing that impressed me was not how she's been able to not only use the bumper and be strong in races to do it, but how at Daytona, remember in the ARCA race, she followed to the finish. She did not get out of line. She knew that how you earn respect is to be able to follow through. And that was a huge, huge improvement for her. I really think that she's going to be one of those stars and well-deserved. One of the coolest things I saw about the Speed 51 thing was they did a, um, a poll or a top drivers in women. Um, we've seen the women really make a name of themselves in motorsports over the last few years. Uh, back in the day, there were maybe one or two drivers that you thought of. Now there's just so many in every different kind of series. We had JoJo Wilkinson on last week's show, who was one of the females who were on that list, along with Haley Deegan, as you mentioned as well. How for you to see women really making a name for themselves in the sports, just besides, you know, it used to be just Jenica Patrick for a few years. Now there's so many big women names, Natalie Decker as well. So for you to see the women really make a name for themselves in short tracks and eventually leading them to hopefully rides in, in the NASCAR series besides Decker and Deegan, how do you feel about the women that are represented on that list and how women have really thrived in this sport now? We've been fortunate on PRNs at the track. We are the record holder. We've had over 70 different females on our show throughout the years chatting with us about their racing, how they promote, how they drive, how they're, they're a mechanic in some cases. So we've got to really know and interact with the community. And I've always been a Taylor Jorgensen fan, Atlanta's own Taylor Jorgensen. I really think her running down at Five Flags and winning that truck championship is the kind of thing that an owner would look for because you can win but not be able to hold it throughout a season. She not only won, but she was able to hold it throughout the season. And they weren't giving her anything down there, and she wasn't in a high-dollar team. So I always thought Taylor was one that if I had a team, I, I would want to maybe take a flyer on. And I think Georgia's produced, you know, a great driver there. Uh, you can go to Atlanta Motor Speedway and that Thursday Thunder and see a lot of them on their way up. They learn how to get it done right there at uh, AMS. So uh, I, I think, you know, the car is the equalizer. It doesn't know whether you're a guy or a gal when you're in it, wheeling it. If you can get it done, race fans will uh, appreciate you. And uh, we look forward to, uh, you know, continuing to have open arms uh, for all that come to racing. Uh, Lenny, uh, if our listeners want to keep up with you social media-wise and also with the Go PRN at the, uh, PRN at the Track, which is a short track series you do as well, we're going to listeners go to get all that information and follow you on social media as well. PRN's at the Track on Twitter will keep you updated with all the grassroots racing information we can find. PRN's at the Track on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Here are our shows at GoPRN.com or iTunes or, of course, uh, local stations all across the country. Alfie, great to uh, see you. This is kind of fun. We'll have to do it again sometime. Yes, sir, Mr. Vertiki. Thank you so much for taking time to join us this week on Sunday Race Week Radio. Keep hunkered down, and hopefully we'll see you at a short track sometime soon, my friend. Looking forward to it. Thank you for having us on. I'm Adam Alexander, part of the NASCAR coverage on Fox Sports 1, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio on the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southie filling in for the vacationing WB as we bring you yet again another brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio as the world appears to be opening up just a little bit. We'll have some NASCAR here in a few weeks, hopefully NHRA in August to kick off. But short track racing seems to be – Going on a little bit, we've got the World of Outlaws coming up. We've had some races over the last few weekends. We've had some of the short track drivers out and starting to practice, get back into their cars. 
And one of those short track drivers who is joining us right now on the Food Depot Zoom line from my hometown where I grew up, Fayetteville, Georgia, there on the south side, which is God's country in Fayette County. We uh, welcome in Mr. Blaze Crawford. Mr. Crawford, who is checking in from his basement in his home in Fayette County. And Mr. Crawford, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, join us this week on uh, Southern Reef Street Radio. Hopefully you're hunkered down and and enjoying this kind of off time you've had to spend some time with your family. So what has that been like uh, being quarantined here over the last uh, few weeks and almost up to a month now? Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been very interesting. Um, I've been able to be uh, just kind of away from the, the reality of being out at school every day, you know. But it's, it's been a, really an eye-opener because, you know, after a month, it's been it's starting to get on to me that, like, wow, this this isn't really uh, what I wanted, you know? I understand. You know, being a singer, as I know, back in 19, I remember that day of walking across the stage, getting your diploma, having, you know, the graduation parties and, and all that. So uh, congratulations on, on, on your graduation there. And, and I'm sure you got any college plans or what's the next move for you? My Actually, my plan is I think I'm going to go into the uh, Air Force uh, sometime after high school ends. So that's what my dad did. He left a month after he uh, graduated high school to go into the military. So Well, that's awesome. And, and God bless your father for serving our country. And hopefully you'll be there right alongside him and, and serving our country as well. So thank you for that. But uh, let's talk racing, which is uh, why you're here for. You just recently started testing out at Atlanta Motor Speedway. We have Thursday Thunder and Friday night drags, uh, hopefully coming up here, we, you know, still could be moved back. We're not exactly sure what's going on there, but you were able to go out to the track, get back in your car and do some testing. So how is it like you've had a long kind of layoff from getting in the car and doing some laps around the, the track there at AMS. So how was it like for you to get back into the ride, take some laps and maybe for a little while, forget about the craziness of what's going on around the world and just be able to enjoy yourself doing is that that you love to do which is a uh, racing yeah it was um it was actually it was really good to get out you know um and see everybody it was really cool to see everybody and you know i picked it up a lot quicker than i thought i would I, when i first got in the car it felt it was weird uh but i mean once i got on track i think it took maybe three or four laps to get used to it and then my fifth lap and a really really good time a 16-0 which is where i need to be now, getting out of the track, you're around a bunch of people, you know, with all the kind of news and craziness going on. Were you comfortable? Was it a little apprehensive for you? Or, and how were other people kind of acting when you guys were out there doing what you do? Land and Motor Speedway did a great job uh, keeping everybody spread out that was there. Um, they were making sure, obviously, social distancing. It was a little weird. I still felt very comfortable uh, throughout the situation. For maybe some of our listeners who might not know about you, Blaze, we know you're from Fayette County. I know that. But what got you into racing? What was it that kind of, um, you know, kind of made that interest for you and, and want to get in that car and, and, and learn how to do this? Because a lot of people, you know, it's, they might want to get into racing, but no, don't know how to do it. So for you, how was your pro- uh, process of getting involved in this? Late 2015, around August, my dad looked into Land and Motor Seedway, took a track tour. We actually never really had ever actually been to Land and Motor Seedway since we moved here in 2013. But when he took that tour, he found out about the uh, program there. And again, 
um, introduced himself to my dad, and um, the rest is history from there, really just, uh, Reagan really got my dad into it, and I to buy my first uh, Bandolero car in October 2015, it was. Well, that's great. Listen, that's, I mean, we've, I've been able to, I haven't, I'm going to be honest with you, I haven't been able to get down to a Thursday Thunder to see you race, but I'm really excited to go have the opportunity to cheer you on because also from Fayette County as well. It's so great to see someone from our county doing so well at AMS and the Thursday Thunder program. So we're just really excited to see you back out on the track. I'm sure you're excited to get back out there and competing as well because obviously as a driver you're competitive and you want to get out there and and race with everybody out there so once again let's throw the social media handles out there if our listeners want to keep up with you maybe find out more about you and then like i said that information about when you're going to get back out on the track and start racing once again where can they go to get that info on facebook at crawford racing on instagram blaze crawford and on Twitter at BlazeCrawford07. All right, Blaze. Well, thank you so much for doing that. And we'll hopefully talk to you again soon, my friend. Take care, all right? And stay safe. Yes, sir. You too. Thank you. This is Kim Kuhn from MRN, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio on the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southie. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in and listen in to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. And once again, thanks to all our great guests, for taking the time to join us this week, uh, driver J.R. Todd from the NHRA series. Also to uh, Lenny Patiki, the host of PRN at the track, for bringing us up to date on the latest of what's going on in the short track world. And speaking of short tracks, we'd also like to thank Blaze Crawford from Fayetteville, Georgia, short track driver who is uh, just really exciting to watch. I'm looking forward to seeing him uh, race this year, uh, this year's edition of a Thursday Thunder. So thanks a lot to all those great guests for joining me this week on Southern Race Week Radio. And uh, also don't forget to join us on our social media platforms as we bring you up to date on the latest in NASCAR news and short track news on our social media platforms, which include Twitter. And you can follow us, the show on Twitter at SRW Radio. You can follow William on Twitter at WB Radio Network. You can follow yours truly on Twitter at Alfie underscore 19 and also like our Facebook page as well, which is facebook.com slash Southern Race Week. So please go there and follow us. Don't forget about our podcast. That's right. The Southern Race Week podcast, which is available every Monday after this program airs. The podcast will be available for you on Monday on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Just go to the respective platforms go to the search type in southern race week and we would really appreciate it if you listen to our podcast and also like and subscribe to it so that way every time we pop up a new podcast you should be getting a notification so thanks a lot for joining the show this week enjoy your weekend and the end the new week and i'll talk to you next week here on southern race week radio along the far flung southern race week radio network